Can anything good come from Nazareth? Ever feel small, unimportant, or feel like you can't be used to make an impact? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Mallory. And I'm Holly. And welcome to Small Town Big Kingdom. We believe even small people from small places can be used for His big kingdom. Through open and honest conversations about real life struggles, we hope to dive deeper into His Word and how we can apply it to the small places and spaces of our lives. So click subscribe and join us as we chat with Bibles open and coffee in hand. Hi. Hey guys. Welcome back. We are coming back to tell you our songs of the week. Yes. So mine is um, by SEU Worship. Love them. Love them. And it is called Monday Morning Faith. Oh, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I'm sure most of you, if you listen to worship music, have probably heard this. It's been out a while. But, um... It just talks about having the kind of faith that you have on Sunday, every day of the week, and um, for your worship to be not just about the songs that you're singing or maybe the sermons that you're listening to, but about everything in life and um, just allowing God to handle all aspects of it. Anyway, it's a very, very good song. If you've not heard it, go check it out. Monday Morning Fight. It is good. And it's fun to sing, too. Mm -hmm. We've done it at church. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. My song is actually one that um, someone shared with me last week. And I haven't stopped listening to it since they sent it to me. Um, And it also kind of ties into kind of what I feel like we're talking about today. But the name of it is called... The Saints by Andy Minio. And let me just preface, like, not everyone loves rap music. And not everyone loves Christian rap music. So, um, but I do, like, (laughs) I love rap music and I love Christian rap music. And it's a very upbeat song. And I've been using it to, (laughs) I've been using it as my child's pump-up song for before she gets out of the car to play a game. Um... Cause it's just the beat of it is awesome and the message of it is talking about the saints going into battle and arming themselves and um for me in my life and I feel like for a lot of people that are around me right now it does feel like we're in a battle and we do need to be arming ourselves and um so the song just kind of puts you in that spirit and that mentality of all the saints coming together for battle. So it's, it's really fun. I hope you enjoy it. Check them out. All right, guys. If you're here, you're in it with us today. <laughs> we've, we've had a morning, like, going back and forth like we always do in those, these deep discussions that eat away at our time. And most of the time, they... They have to do with what we're going to talk about, but a lot, a lot of times we can't share everything that we say, <laughs> say with you guys. But um, we've been going back and forth this morning about what to talk about or 
how to talk about some things that we're currently facing in our lives. And I think that's on multiple fronts. Um, Well, most of the time we talk about something on here is because it's something that we're struggling through or maybe somebody close to us is struggling mm-hmm. through it. And so like, that's why we've dug into it. It is by no means something that we think, oh, I've achieved per- perfectness in this. So let me tell everybody else how to do it. <laughs> Most of the time it's the Quite exact the opposite. opposite of yeah. that. Yeah. So. so today we were going to talk about... Um, encouragement toward pushing yourself through when you don't see things happening and you don't see resolutions coming in the time that you expect them to come in. Um, I know there are things in my life, both relationally and spiritually that um, I pray, I am praying very hard over and it feels like I'm not seeing anything happen or I might see a smidge of something or there's a glimmer of possibility and then nothing. Um, And I won't lie. It's becoming hard, harder and harder to believe for the promise of a resolution. It's becoming harder and harder to keep praying about it. Um, it's becoming harder and harder to keep myself from trying to fix it my way or to do it my way. Um, but I feel like that's when that's when we have to do the hard work of like digging into the Bible and finding places where the Bible shows us examples of that being walked out through scripture. Um, And so in that conversation, Mallory and I were talking and um, it's been mentioned to me earlier this week about Joshua and the Israelites and their journey through the wilderness, which I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, most people know that. Well, we've talked about it too when we talked about Rahab. Okay. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, their journey through the wilderness on their way to the promised land was not an easy journey. It was a long one that I'm sure was very taxing and very um, pressing in on their faith. But which is not what I remember it being like from being a child. Right. Uh, all I remember is Joshua bought the battle of Jericho. <laughs> Do you remember the little that? song? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but when you stop and you look at this whole story, um, it really makes you stop and think about like putting yourself in those shoes. Like they've been on a long journey and yes, they've seen God come through in like amazing ways. I think we're so quick to judge the Israelites. I know I've been so guilty of that. Like I look, I used to read the Bible and I was like, why can't these people get it? Like we're so quick to judge all of them. Yeah. Like y'all just literally got saved and you just saw man up off from heaven and like, why? Then the next day you wake but I am so them. Mm-hmm. Like I see God do things in my life. And then the next hurdle that comes up, I'm so quick to try to do it my own, on my own or be lacking in faith. But um, so the story that we're talking about is the battle of Jericho and the Israelites on their journey to their promised land. Um, they come to Jericho and God's very intentional 
through their entire journey, which that's the part that I'm um, envious of, of the Israelites. And I think that they were very um, naive to the benefit that God was actually, he didn't just lead them and do things. He was speaking into it and telling them exactly what was coming and telling them how to handle it. Like, I wish that I had that. Like, I wish there was a prophet in my life that was like, God just told me this is how you do it mm-hmm. and just follow it. Um, but we don't have to have that because we have a direct line to him with prayer. That's true. I mean, we do. Because would you listen to the person? It'd be like the same. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I just wonder that like when I read stories and stuff, would I have listened or would I have been like, this person's crazy? Well, I mean, at first they didn't listen to Moses until they kept seeing him be able to do things. Yeah. So I think it'd probably be the same if I had to make my life like. But I think that's one of the reasons why it's so easy for us to take over situations and not allow um, patience with Christ because we are, we live in a day and time where everything is so instant. And um, so, you know, have it right then, get it right now type of thing. And we forget that the most important thing is to be in um, connection with Christ constantly and in conversation with him constantly so that he is speaking into us and what we are doing is of him and not of our flesh. And we're not taking things on ourselves. Um, I think that's why we tend to get ourselves into those situations because we are so used to, I'm just going to get this done right now and it'll be done. Yeah. I don't need to have a conversation with God about it. Yeah. I'm guilty of that for <laughs> sure. I'm a doer and not a seeker for sure. But um, but just like the Israelites, they faced a huge problem, a huge battle. I mean, they walk up on the city and it's like, how are we? We're this small number of people. How are we going to take down this ginormous wall? But God in his faithfulness, like I said, I'm so envious of, but he gives instructions to them and tells Joshua exactly what to do. Um, and I think just like Mallory's going to read it in just a second, but just like them, that's the other thing too. Sometimes like God does kind of lay on your heart what you're supposed to do, but that's, sometimes he kind of leaves it up to you to figure it out too. Yeah. But like sometimes he does tell you what to do and it's like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to, like, number one, through this story, they probably look like idiots. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to embarrass myself against, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's things in your life that God calls you to do that are going to make you look stupid. Make, You're like, I'm literally going to die if I do this. Yeah, like, may put you in jeopardy in some way. Um, But, yeah. Through and that's where your faith falls into place. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is in Joshua six and it says now Jericho was strongly fortified because of the Israelites, no one leaving or entering. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I have handed Jericho, its King and its best soldiers over to you. March around the city with all the men of war circling the city. One time do this for six days, have seven priests carry seven ram horn, rams, horn trumpets in front of the ark. But on the seventh day, 
march around the city seven times while the priests blow the trumpets. When there is a prolonged blast of the horn and you hear its sound, have all the troops give a mighty shout. Then the city wall will collapse and the troops will advance, each man straight ahead. So Joshua, son of Nun, summoned the priest and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and have seven priests carry seven trumpets in front of the Ark of the Lord. He said to the troops, Move forward, march around the city, and have the armed men go ahead of the Ark of the Lord. After Joshua had spoken to the troops, seven priests carrying seven trumpets before the Lord moved forward and blew the trumpets. The Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. While the trumpets were blowing, the armed men went in front of the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard went behind the Ark. But Joshua had commanded the troops, Do not shout or let your voice be heard. Don't let one word come out of your mouth until the time I say shout. Then you are to shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the city, circling at once. They returned to the camp and spent the night there. Do you want me to keep going? Uh, we'll, we'll keep going in just a minute. So, like I said, the Lord was very, I think, patient and loving with the Israelites here because he not only had a plan to solve the problem, but he told them explicit instructions mm-hmm. um, that they were to follow. And so I feel like sometimes in our lives, I know the Bible does give us like instructions on leaning on God, looking, spending time in the word, praying. Um, Those are all the same kind of instructions that we can apply to our lives. Like he was applying to this battle, but I just, I think about the Israelites and I think like, I think about, I kind of try to put myself in their shoes and I feel like I am them, but like on day five, where like I'm, I've done this for five days in a row. Yeah. Like I'm reading my Bible. I'm in scripture. I am praying. I am seeking godly wisdom from every mentor and person that I can think to seek it from, you know, and I just, I feel like I'm walking around the walls and I'm not seeing anything happen. And so I just think about like how they must have felt to like, they must have felt they looked stupid. Nothing's happening. I'm sure there was like me, lots of grumbling and complaining. Well, also what they were facing was impossible Yeah, without God. Like there was no way that that could have happened. And don't you feel like the issues that you're facing yes. in your life right now feel impossible? Well, I think anytime that we're in an issue. It always feels impossible. Yes. We're like, I, like, why, God? Why am I having to do this? Why am I having to do this again? Why am I having to go through this? I can't go through, like, I don't. And um, we know that that's not true when he is in our life. If he's put us through something, he will help, he will get us out of it. And, um, but I think that we get that mentality of this is so monotonous. Like I've yeah. been, I've been praying about this. Some things maybe for weeks, some things maybe for years. Some, I mean, some things you may never see the answer to. And so I think that's where it gets so hard um, in relation to them. Like you can relate to them and that I'm sure that there was like every, you know, all right, okay, that's what we'll do. They went around the first day and they're like, okay, what we have to do it again this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have to do it again. Oh, we have to do it again. Like, you know, and then on the last day, we're just going to blow a whole bunch of 
trumpets and, and the walls are going to be gone. Like, yeah. and so I think that we get like that, like, Lord, I've done the things I've done everything you've asked. You still haven't given me the answer. You still haven't broke through that wall. You still, and it's affecting me now. You know, whatever this thing might be that you're facing, maybe it wasn't something that was personally affecting you, but now it's got to a point where it is personally mm-hmm. affecting you. And that's, I think, the hard part is when you're dealing with things that you know, like, you know, like whenever at first you're like, I got this, like, I know I got this. We can do this. Mm-hmm. We can get through this. And then I'm confident. Yes. Yeah. I'm so confident that we can do this. And then you get in it and you're like, I don't got this. We can't do this. I'm tired of praying about this. I'm tired of being the one that's always forgiving. I'm tired of, you know, like whatever the case may be, I'm tired of being the one who always lets it slide. And you're asking me to sit and pray about this and I'm sick of it. Like I don't mentally can't handle it anymore. Mm -hmm. And the really hard part of that is when things and circumstances and people and whatever relationships cause your spiritual maturity to go down to go down causes your faith journey to be questioned because and i think all the major battles do like it doesn't matter if it's a spiritual major battle a physical one a mental one like i feel like all the ones that you're in the thick of test your spiritual maturity and i don't say they always make it decrease but they're definitely pushing on them for sure. Well, I mean, that's what Satan's trying to make them do. And I think that if we push through and persevere, that we know that there's, you know, something greater on the other side of it. But sitting in it sometimes is so hard. Yeah. Well, so we did like, as we were talking and reading and doing some research, we did kind of find a few things that we wanted to share with you guys like bullet points of um, things that we can do and remind ourselves to do as we're going through these battles and not seeing well and real results. To add to that, um, I'm sure most of you are familiar with this story, but this week process of breaking down the walls was like 40 years in a week. Right. That's how, no, however many years they were. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah. 40. Okay. So like they're, that's not just like they've been praying about it for a week. It's not like they left Egypt and arrived at Jericho. Yeah. Now. So, um, I'm sure they have faced many, 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 many. Well, it's like a whole other generation at this point. Probably. Basically. Several of them. Yeah. So, um, just, in case you didn't know that background of that story, that's the background of that story. It yeah. wasn't just the week long journey around the walls of Jericho. Um, but like Holly said there, we found some sound tips maybe to help push through it. Yeah. So the first one is to follow God, even if the journey seems impossible. And I know like, the journey that I feel on, like I'm on right now, it just keeps getting worse. It does feel impossible. <laughs> like I know that nothing is impossible for God, but 
it, sometimes problems just feel impossible, especially when you're not like them seeing the immediate result. I'm sure that all six days that they walked, well, even in the seventh day that they walked around that wall, it felt impossible for that wall to really come down for them to really, yeah, not even a stone's fallen, which is, which is our own fault because what we're saying here is that it's impossible for God. And that's not true. It's impossible for us. The Mm -hmm. problem is the problem that I'm facing. Some of the problems that I'm facing in my life, some of the problems that Mallory's facing in her own life, they are impossible for us, but they're not for God. And that's, I think that's the big thing is that we have to remember who is the one supposed to be doing the work for it? Not us, but God. Mm-hmm. So, um, the second one is when we listen, we can hear God speak to us. Um, we talked about that a while ago about me being kind of envious that God told the Israelites exactly what, like explicitly, I want you to do this. But he did not tell them. Does, did he really actually say this is what's going to happen on the seventh day? No, he didn't tell them the outcome. He just go, gave them explicit instructions. I want you to do this. And he didn't, I don't think, and I may be wrong about this. I have to go back and look, but I don't think in the beginning when he was giving them instructions, he told them like how long, how, it would how be. long or how many times, yeah. how many days they would have to do it. But um, for me, like what I see when I, when I read that or when I say that, is what I'm guilty of, and I'm doing more talking than I am listening. I tend to talk my problems to death. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I talk them to death to the people that can't do anything about them. I'm not spending the large majority of my time talking to God about them. I'm talking to Mallory about them or mm-hmm. Casey or whoever. Um, and if I'm talking, I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, God does use people, and that's not saying don't talk to people about things. I think God uses people to. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think that if you have a great relationships with Christian, other Christians in your life, it is beneficial to speak to them about things, especially things that are of your own heart, because, you know, that's important to be keeping each other accountable. But yes, Holly is right. A lot of times we just talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it, and we don't actually talk it, talk it, talk it to God. Mm-hmm. And other humans around us can't do anything about it, except for just also get frustrated. Yeah. Um, the third thing is God is purpose- purposeful and planned, which we saw play out in this story. He did tell them the plan. He did not tell them the end result, which I feel like he does the majority of the time. (laughs) He also, um, God has a plan for everything. And I think that um, sometimes we take that plan off the road Mm -hmm. and then he has to, it takes longer to get to the end result because he has to pull back on the road and get back on track. Mm -hmm. And um, there's, there's a plan for everything. And if you're not going to pick up what God is calling you to do, there's a point where he's going to move on and hand it to somebody else. So keeping that in mind that, okay, this is not my plan. This is your will. Just knowing that he was the create, he's the creator of all. And he's got a little bit more of a handle on it than we do ourselves. Mm -hmm. The um, scripture that that comes from is Romans 8, 28 which I'm sure most of you know, we all know 
We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Um, that's a very good verse, but so anyway, the next one is the outcome may not be instant. So be patient in your waiting. <laughs> this is where I'm bogged down at right now. <laughs> like, I feel like, like we talked about like, like, I feel like I got my walking shoes on. I got my horn out. I probably got my battle cry stuff on. Like I'm war paints on the face. I'm ready every day, wake up, walk around the wall and then nothing. And I feel like that's where I'm like, I just need to see something God. Because we're not patient. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just leave me a little bit of a crumb to let me know that I'm like on the right path or have I just completely fallen off of it? And you know, honestly, like I sit here and say that, but it's funny that you chose the word crumb because I actually said that to someone or like earlier this week that I do feel like God leaves me crumbs. He speaks to me so many ways. Like he reassures things of my heart all the time mm -hmm. with sermons and songs and things that I'm reading in different places. So, but like the Israelites, I get a crumb and then before the other crumb falls, I forget it, you know? Oh yeah. And I get so mad and angry at myself that I am an instantaneous per person and I don't have that resilience to walk around the walls as many days as it takes. Um, the scripture along with that one is Isaiah 40, 31, which says those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. Another word that sticks out to me there is renew. Mm -hmm. I also keep hearing that word a lot right now with things that I'm going through in my life is to be renewed by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, so the next one, number five, would be that we need God. Just like I said, I feel like he gives me the crumb and I, I forget that he's going to give me another one. Mm -hmm. And I forget to rely and be confident on the next one coming. Um, because as I'm sure that the Israelites were walking around that wall, there were probably moments that they thought they could do it alone, that they didn't need him. But, okay, this is just an excerpt out of something, a Bible study I'm leading on Wednesday nights, and we just finished it up. The last, the last section of it was on prayer, mm -hmm. and it was so powerful um, and enlightening to think about things that are so, like, obvious, but we forget them because we're used to them. Yeah. But one thing that one of them said in there was that, and this just stuck out to me so much because that made me feel very guilty. Mm -hmm. It glorifies God when we look to him to meet all our needs. He is happy to hear everything that we need. from. He already knows it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he knows it before we speak it. But it makes him happy to hear all of the things, even the frustrations. He is eager to await our voice to him. To hear, I need you. I can't do this. And another thing that I took out of that was, um, and it, I think it plays into this very well because most of this is reliant on prayer in your prayer life. Um, just 
how much we take that for granted because if it was not for Jesus dying on the cross, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have that. Yeah. And we take it for granted. So anyway, sorry. No. All right. And then we have two more. So six would be obedience in God matters. The plan will not be God's, but ours if we don't obey. And I think that kind of ties into some of the other ones that we talked about, but how we can kind of get off course. And I'm sure that day five and day six as walking around it out. I mean, by that point, they're probably like, what, what? let's take a drum with us or let's, you know, like they were like maybe altering, trying to alter the plan. You know, I think they were, they were told not to, to make a sound up until they were told to. I mean, I'm sure by day six, five and six, they're talking different, you know, Mm -hmm. how can we, how can we make this happen? Getting off of what God explicitly told them to do. And I know I'm so guilty of that in areas of my life. Um, Well, and I think that sometimes we think, gosh, we're going through this huge battle. There must be like something huge that God is trying to show me because this has been so strenuous and so long of a pro, you know, like whatever the case may be. But sometimes he's just revealing to us that, that it was an area of our life that we were not fully sacrificing to him. True. I kind of like, as I go through things and, and this isn't just situations that are only in your hands. Cause a lot of the situations are not just in your own doing They're Somebody else is doing also, but I try really hard to have a prayer that says, Lord, I don't feel like I did anything for this to be happening in my life, but will you please show me what, what it is that you want me to get from this? And a lot of times he's revealing to me that, I was not fully surrendering that area. Yeah. I thought I was, but I wasn't. We can think a lot of things, but then we can sit back and realize, okay. Which is probably true in the majority of our life. Oh, yeah. Like I give you, I've given you 90% of I'm just going to hold on to this mm-hmm. little thing that I'm going to try to fix or I give it to you for one day and then the next day I take it back. Take it back. Yeah. I mean, so, so I think a that. lot of times that's. Probably the Probably case. one of the things that he's showing us. Yeah. All right. And number seven, God is always fulfilling his promises. Um, we know that in reading the Bible, that God is a the same God as he's always been. He doesn't change. And that when he gives a promise, he fulfills it. Mm-hmm. And I think like that scripture you just read that God... T- turns things into good for the people that he loves and for those that follow and obey him. And no matter what the circumstances that we may be going through right now in our lives, God promises to, to use it for good. Now it may not work out for what feels good and it may not work out for what we want it to or how we want it to. But in the end and through time, God always uses all of his plans and his promises for good. Um, that's hard to remember when you're in the thick of it. And I'm sure day three, four, five, and six, when they had blisters and were tired and saw nothing happening, it was hard to remember that God keeps his promises. But can you also imagine the look 
I mean, the walls just fell down. Like, yeah, can we? Like, I mean, oh my god! Or when it just started to rumble, I would have just been like, I would have peed on could, myself. Yeah, yes, <laughs> like, can you imagine the like sheer joy and giddiness of when you started to actually, when he told you as a as the Israelites to shout, and it was so loud. First of all, like, how did it not make them deaf? Okay, anyway, but like, <laughs> it's the the sound is so loud and deafening that you are starting to see a giant wall rumble and tumble and fall down. Like I would have thought that you would have just been filled with so much joy and like the magnet that this God can do dang anything. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes you wonder like how long did it take for that to wear off? Like, I feel like that, like to like make that wear we could maybe like something in our day and time that we could wrap our heads around. It'd be like, you know, that one person in your life that you pray for. And you're like, if God can change this person, (laughs) he can do anything. That's the equivalent. You're like, Oh my, you are God. Yes. (laughs) Them walls just fell right on down. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that would be the equivalent to that. That's true. (laughs) Well, that's kind of where I feel right now. Like if God can change the issue that I'm having, like, wow, it's going to feel like a Jericho moment. Saying, um, if you are keeping all of these things, and I'm not, I know it's not easy. I can't do it every day, but if you're trying to keep no, this. No, I'm struggling. Yeah, out. checklist through. Um, just make, just remembering that if I can be patient in this and allow God to handle it and not myself, those moments where you are so out of character because you're frustrated in the thing. Mm-hmm will happen less more of God yeah. will show up and less of you and always keeping your heart in check on what your intentions are or whatever the situation may yeah. be. Well, in um, the faithfulness, your faithfulness to follow the explicit instructions on day two, three, four and five and six, when you saw nothing happening are worship. That is your worship. That is your faith in action. Um, well, I just had a random like verse <laughs> okay. um, that I just thought about. Um, so it's, it is Luke eleven nine, 9 and it says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you. So just remembering to, even though you're not seeing the answers right then and there, don't stop asking, keep on knocking on the door. Yeah. Keep telling him forever. And even after you see. To me, even after you see a resolution, you keep seeking him. Well, and being thankful for what he has done. Yeah. If we tend to forget that, we pray about something in the prayer against answered and we forget to thank God for thank him. doing it. Well, we hope that one or all of these little tips helped you guys. It's definitely helped us to be able to dig into it and to talk about it. Um there are big things. I feel like we all always have big things going on in our lives that feel like major battles. And um, it's so good to just have a loving Christian person to talk it out with and um, to dig into scripture and find stories of where the where God's worked his way in the Bible and, and kept his promises. But um, I do you mind if we end on a prayer? No. Okay. Would you like to pray? You go with me, Fran? Okay. Um, Dear Lord, first of all, I'm just so thankful for 
this little platform, no matter how small it may be, God, that we just get the opportunity to talk about you, to have different ideas and topics that we get to spend our days and our weeks pouring into and um, just devoting our minds to you. God, there are so many of us facing Jericho walls, walls that we look up and they look huge. They look wide and they look so, so deep. Um, But God, you are still the same God as the God who tore down those walls. And um, I just ask that you would um, help us all to remember that you have a plan and you have a purpose. And if we will just keep walking, if we will just keep faithful and carrying the horns, God, that the day is coming when you're going to tell us to shout and those walls will come down. God, I just pray that whatever it is that we're facing, that, that we are able to see the other side, to see the good that you make out of it, however that looks. I'm so thankful for your son that you've given him to us, that he died and he sacrificed himself so that we have him with us, that we can pray and feel the spirit with us at all times. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a good week. Bye.